1: Lock on. Lock, lock 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 on lock lock. Lock on lock, lock, on, cowboys. lock on cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out in the Best Coast Boys Podcast. Landon, it's a victory Monday for Week One. How does it feel? I mean, it
0: feels fantastic. I mean, first of all, first of all, the game was fantastic to watch. It was glorious. First, it was glorious just to have football back. But it was glorious to see the Cowboys come out and win in such a convincing fashion. And it was, you know, I have to say, a little bit extra glorious that it seems like all the things that we kind of had hoped for and, and predicted would happen. They seem to kind of play out, and 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 so I have a very high level of excitement right now for what we saw on Sunday and, and what's going to go on in this season.
1: Yeah, in case you missed the game, the Cowboys won thirty five seventeen over the over the Giants. You didn't miss the game though, because you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys pretty much dominated from the beginning. The Giants kind of opened up with a touchdown, uh, and then they went basically the rest of the game without scoring again. I think they scored their last touchdown with. I don't know, it was like two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Cowboys, the, the story of this game is the Cowboys offense, right? Dak Press got 25 of 32, 405 yards passing, four touchdowns, a perfect passer rating of 158.3. That's never been done by another Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Uh, the, the entire receiving court, you know, got some targets. Michael Gallup led the team with 158 yards. Amari Cooper had six receptions for 106 yards and a touchdown. Randall Cobb caught a touchdown. Both Blake Jarwin and Jason Witten caught a touchdown. But the story of this game is Kellen Moore's offense. We've been talking about it all offseason. Landon, you were out at training camp talking about the different personnel groupies they were using, the pre-snap motion. What did you see from Kellen Moore's first game as the Cowboys' offensive coordinator? Well, I mean, it
0: it was a lot. First of all, it was just a great relief to know that my – preseason tracking that I had done was not all for naught, and that they actually sure. did translate this into the regular season but yeah I mean obviously a huge tick uptick in in motion and not even just that but they also included the shifts that we told you that they were going to hide too right and um they they included that pre-snap motion lots and lots and lots of play action that gave uh uh, Dak wide open windows. I mean, two of those passes from Cobb to Cobb and to uh, Jarwin were wide open. I mean, they were just wide, w- wide running open. free. And, and, uh, and in fact, I think that second one, or the, the one to Jarwin, you know. that one. Yeah, yeah, Dak was ready to throw the ball and then, like, had a, a player step right into his throwing motion right as he was about to let go of the ball and just still just armed it because he knew that he the guy was so wide open that he just had to get it out of his hand and up the field and, and it would work and it did um you know and I, I just feel like the the, the scheming the people open was very prevalent people were running free and and they were attacking the defense smartly you saw them attacking the middle of the field against cover two uh you know you know I think there's a lot of concern going into the season about how Kellen Moore is going to fix the red zone uh, offense and all that. Kellen Moore is going to fix the red zone offense by scoring f- before they get into the red zone. <laughs> like, they were two I mean, for that's a good, two. That's a good way to solve that problem. They, right? Yeah, exactly. They were two for two, but they only had to go in there twice, you know, and right. they, they, they scored right. 35 points. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to kind of overstate – I mean, this was the, if you had to draw it up, like of what you hoped Kellen Moore would do, and what you know, just kind of based on the tea leaves that you're reading, and 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 what's the optimist version of what would happen with Kellen Moore if he showed up uh, with the way that we thought he would as as a, a play caller? I mean, I feel like it would be what we saw, you know. It's and so I, it was it was really just a a dominant, fantastic performance, uh, and and you know, I I just feel, and again, the the crazy thing about it is that. The game, the, the plays are not different. I mean, every single person on the team is telling you that these are all the same plays. It's just the way they're being deployed, the personnel they're using, the the, the pre snap motion, the play action, the the packaging, everything around it has been has been slightly altered in a way that causes a great level of consternation for the defense that's trying to read it.
1: I, I would also say the one thing you didn't mention there with you know the personnel. I mean, the plays being the same is just the sequencing of the plays, yeah. right? Yeah. So often last year. Every single first down run, or every single first down was a run. Uh, we saw, I mean, most of the drives yesterday started off with the pass. I think the one drive that started off run run ended up being a three and out for Dallas. So it, it's just Kellen Moore finding ways to get the Cowboys into positive, you know, down and in distances, uh, into a good game script. Uh, aggressive. I've got to, attacking yeah, constantly, absolutely. I've got to say, this is by far the most confident and comfortable I've ever seen Prescott. I mean, this, this offense looked like it's tailor-suited for him, and it is, right? This, that's the reason why the Cowboys promoted Callum Moore. and They went and got John Kittness because they wanted to find an offense that was going to suit Dak Prescott's skill set. We even saw it on, I mean, I think it was a third down. They ran a read option with you know a run uh, The Prescott kind of got out for like 9 or 10 yards. It, it's just the entire offense looked... The way that we all envision it in our heads, right? And oh, I think that is what's more so exciting. Oh, the Wally had a great block on that run, by the way. It was like yeah. a, it was
0: like a fake zone read, and, and instead of carrying out the fake, he just acted as a lead blocker for Zo- for Zeke. I mean, for Dak, and basically blocked a linebacker all the way out of the way until they got the first down. It was.
1: It's just everything seemed right.
0: <laughs> like,
1: yeah, that, all, that, that's, exactly, that's exactly how I feel. Everything felt right with the offense, and man, it's been. It's been a long time since I felt that confident. Like I, I think it was after like the first two touchdown drives. It's like the Cowboys know what they're doing. They know how to attack the Giants. They're not going to pound their head in a wall. The Giants all day long were putting seven, eight men in the box. And Callum Moore, Dak Prescott just kept carved. paying them. It, yeah, they carved them up in the passing game because of it. Um, really quickly, how excited were you when... Prescott took a deep shot to Jimmy oh, so, oh, it was so close. That was so, oh, a good play by the defender, too. Yeah, not, yeah. Well, Lorenzo Carter is a, a heck
0: of an athlete, man. I it mean, really is. Yeah, but still, that was, oh, that was so, I mean, it was going to be full on landed season. If, that, if they scored that <laughs> touchdown, I was going to
1: lose it. Was, it's coming. They're going to hit yeah. on that play eventually, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, might, absolutely. it might not even be down the sideline. It might be right up the seam because I could totally see Kellen Moore doing that, just sending Jameis right up the seam mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, banging that play out there. Um, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about the offense. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence that you need. Listen up. com. That's blue like the color Blue. Bluechew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready for whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free. When you use our special promo code LOCKEDON, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's Blue, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free right now. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, Landon, I want to talk about the receivers. Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper were absolute stars in this game. Uh, Amari, this is exactly what the Cowboys brought in Amari Cooper to do, right? Dominate single coverage, win in the red zone. I think three of the first four plays were targets to Amari Cooper, uh, got them into favorable down and distances. But the, the, the story for me is Michael Gallup. We saw all preseason long, and you were out of training camp, you saw him uh, making plays, kind of developing as a receiver, and in week one, man he started to look like a star. What were your takes on these two receivers this game?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a, a lot more of the same. I mean, Gallup didn't really just take a back seat role just because Cooper was back. I mean, I, I think that was the thing that was the most impressive all throughout training camp was how good this offense ran without Cooper and Zeke. And a large part of that was Gallup and his ability mm. to kind of step up and be the main target for the offense while those other guys were out. And he thrived in that role all throughout training camp and in the preseason. So uh, the question was, can he take it into the regular season? Which, you know, I mean, he had already done to a certain degree near the end of the last year. I mean, he had an incredible rookie season. We 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 don't really get to go back and look at it enough but i mean all things considered like the especially versus expectation he had an incredible rookie season and, and finished really strong so he, he took that into the preseason he took that into training camp he took that into the regular season now uh and i think we're seeing a guy who is starting you know the lights turned on for him in a, in a way like i said the thing that he came into this the league with that was his trait that's best trait was finishing, you know, being a Mm -hmm. strong finisher. And that ended up being his weakness last year. His weakness was, he had a lot of targets, but he was not able to convert them at the same rate that he was in college. He was 7 of 7 targets to receptions yesterday, uh, and was huge with yards after catch, and I think that was a huge part of his game. He was physical, he was aggressive, and
1: he was hard to stop. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the tight ends, because we know what Cooper and Gallup are going to do, but I was curious to see what Jason Witten had left, and uh, listen, when the Cowboys signed him, I remember us doing the podcast. I remember us thinking, you know, are they going to bring him back for 45% of the snaps, 50% of the snaps, like they're telling us, or is he going to be a full-time tight end? Uh, We saw in the first half he played 33 snaps. Just they dropped a little bit in the second half, but I thought he played well. Um, He's still not going to be a guy that makes a lot of plays after the catch. You know, he's not the same blocker he was in his early part of his career. But you can see that he's kind of going to replace Cole Beasley as the, you know, short to intermediate receiver. On third down, when you need four yards, he'll get you five. On second and six, he'll get you seven. Uh, What did you see from Jason Witten in his first game back? I saw a guy that looks like
0: he's comfortable playing as a role player. You know, I mean, I, I think when was the last time that Jason Witten got four targets versus the Giants? It's a good point. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like this, Blake Jarwin got three. So uh, you know, I I I think that there is something there. When we talked about how what's 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 Witten's you know snap count going to be like? What the percentage of is it going to be like? What you know what what how are they going to use him? They're not going to stop Blake Jarwin, are they? They're not going to you know slow his improvement. And, and and the question and the answer seems like at least so far is they're going to use all these guys. They're going to mm-hmm. rotate them. Witten is going to get some. You know, probably be the first guy out, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's getting all the snaps. Jarwin got in there, and, and I think it was uh, Dak we talked about it after the game. <laughs> Jarwin got in there, and uh, they, cl- they put the play call, and it was Witten's favorite play. And, <laughs> and Dak knew that uh, Jarwin was probably going to score on it, and, and, sure. and he felt bad for Witten. But I think, you know what? Is this? Dude, I mean, if you look at Witten, I mean, he's just thrilled to be out there, man. He's happy to be back out there. I just think that everyone is cool with their role as long as the offense is looking like this. You know, like, I think that's the thing is that I, I I don't know if I bought it initially, but I believe it now that I really think that Witten is just, he's happy to be out here and, and contributing to the team and being a part of it. And uh, and I think he's, he's willing to kind of step aside because he knows that Jarwin is going to bring something valuable to the team every once in a while. And, you know, lo and behold, you know, the seven targets to the tight ends for six catches and, uh, two touchdowns. It's pretty impressive work in the, in the kind of positive side of the field.
1: Yeah, it used to be Jason Witten was the uh, the Giants' killer, but in the last two games against the Giants, uh, Blake Jarwin's up to ten receptions for 158 yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> not bad. Not not bad at all. I she, mean,
0: you cover a tight end every once in a while, or maybe it, you should draft a linebacker every once in a while in New York.
1: No, nah, it's more important to draft a two down run run tackle. You know, it's, it's bad backup quarterback uh that's beside the point um really quickly offensive line i know we haven't seen the all 22 yet and i know both of us are getting excited to watch it later this afternoon yes uh how did you think the the offensive line played
0: i mean i think just from a kind of casual look that obviously I mean, Dak didn't have any sacks uh it didn't really even look like he was under duress much at all um you know this is definitely not a a roster a, a defensive line that is going to put a, a bunch of pressure on you guys especially once uh who's the kid from North Carolina that went at Martin uh, Keenan Martin who was their their one of their pass rush, pass rushers got hurt and that was <laughs> I mean they're already depth of talent and then they lost one of their best pass rushers so uh yeah I just think that it it, it they they should dominate and they did dominate so I, I would like to see the all 22 to be sure but I, I mean I think I saw Connor Williams doing some good things. I saw – I thought, you know, there was some issues in run blocking, but clearly I think they were – New York was focused on stopping the run and, that, you know, to the detriment of their pass defense. And so uh, yeah. I, I think that overall you have to be completely thrilled with, with the way the offensive line played because, I mean, it, it – definitely facilitated what Dak was able to do.
1: They did what they were supposed to do, right? Yeah. That's the biggest thing here. We, we knew that the Cowboys had significantly more talent, but you have to make sure that you know these are the games you can't allow Dak Prescott to get hit more than he needs I think he finished the game with 32 dropbacks, two quarterback hits, and no sacks. Uh, that's, that's just dominating right there. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the defense. Uh, I, I really don't have very many takeaways from this game because – it pretty quickly turned into a route, and the Cowboys were just trying to keep everything in front of them. Uh, Saquon Barkley's really good. Uh, huh. My my initial reaction is the linebackers and defensive tackles didn't play a great game, but again, that's something I, I don't really know until I see the L22. Uh, what was your takeaway from the Cowboys' defense?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think week one is tough because no one's been tackling, and you yep. have to play basically baby, big baby Barry Sanders. <laughs> yeah. And, yep. and, you know, uh, he is going to make you look ridiculous. He is a generational guy. I mean, we we just have to accept it now. I mean, he is that kind of just unbelievable to watch, hard to take down. You know, he's going he's gonna to get you, He and he did. He got us, um, first play of the game, he got us for a 50 up to 60-plus yard run, you know. And so uh, I, I think... For the Cowboys, it was about keeping it all in front of them as best they could, slowing them down when they can, and then taking away their ability to go to them through the Mm -hmm. offense, which they did. Um, I also think that the the defense just kind of looked sluggish early on, and then you know, there I think there was still like some good, valuable evaluation snaps from the defense in the kind of middle of the second quarter, you know, where they started to like really clean it up and and. and they, you know, they the Cowboys weren't so far out in front that the Giants were completely abandoning their game plan. Um, and, and I think that they did, they, they cleaned it up for sure. I, I, I like some of the things we saw from Jadobi, and he was, he was challenging uh, passes. He caused a, a fumble. Xavier Woods immediately going out there and forcing a fumble. The game. First play of the game. Um, and, you know, ending up with nine tackles, by the way. Um, yeah, you know, I just think that there was a lot. Uh, it felt like some of the guys uh, were were just getting their feet early on, and mm-hmm. uh, once they did, by the time the defense started playing better, they almost didn't need to anymore, because the, the offense had kind of created such a separation that it made the Giants one-dimensional in a way that they certainly did not want to be in one-dimensional, uh, and... and- well- and then it's just it kind like, of the same Eli game where he gets a whole bunch of passes and a whole bunch of yards, but it's empty, it's nothing yeah, because it's the Cowboys are just playing back and let, letting them dump up, dump off everything underneath, and then making tackles.
1: Right. Let's let's go ahead and run through their possessions really quickly. They had the first drive of the game, seven plays, ninety-one yards for a touchdown. Almost all of it came from a Barkley run. Then there was a punt, punt, turnover on downs on a fourth down, mm-hmm. uh, uh, eleven play field goal drive, fumble, punt, punt. Touchdown fumble. I mean, so while there's a lot of yards in there, some of those drives, and you get a 75-yard drive, you had a 64-yard drive. It wasn't like this team was just gashing them down the field. It was a very slow, methodical offense from the Giants, and that's exactly how the Cowboys want to play it, right? They want to keep everything in front of them.
0: Yeah, and exa- I mean, I think that was that's it. Like they lost in those two, in that field goal fumble, like you know reaction right like that 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 little field goal fumble those two those two series uh, you know they lost almost 10 minutes and only got three points right you know and on and on 20 drives in 150 plus yards so that you know when you're down already at that point by you know i think by two touchdowns if i'm doing my math right uh maybe three at that point you, know, you can't go ten minutes in the in any point of the game without with only scoring three points and, and hope that a team like Dallas that's clearly on pace and pay, and wasn't slowing down. You can't you can't get away with that. You're not going to win. You know, and right? So absolutely. The, they they the Cowboys made them play their game, and then when when they didn't get away with points, it, it really played into Dallas's hands because now you're that much you have that much time less to, to try to score and you're still down all these points.
1: So a couple of people kind of reached out to me on Twitter, and we're asking if you know, we're kind of concerned about the Cowboys' pass rush going forward because I think they only had one sack on Eli, and it was the, the one that he rolled out. Um, my my answer has been, no, don't get concerned. Obviously, this is the first time DeMarcus Lawrence has basically play, played all training camp and preseason. Same with Tyrone Crawford as he's coming back from an injury. Uh, they're going to get Robert Quinn back in another week, and I believe he should be healthy enough. Yeah, they're I mean, gonna be fine, right? I, no,
0: oh yeah, totally. First of all, they got six quarterback hits on him. You know what I'm saying? Like they did. It's not like they didn't affect the quarterback. They affected the quarterback. Right. And let's also be clear: the Giants from the start were very, very much not allowing Dallas's defensive line to get. Like I mean, and I don't mean by blocking. I mean they were throwing quick passes all game. Like it was basically three-step drops and and. and uh, Eli was getting rid of the ball. It wasn't until later on in the game that he was even trying to kind of step back and throw the ball and, and do something with it. And that's, you know, when Lawrence got him and sacked him and forced a fumble and recovered it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think they – they the Giants were not going to allow Dallas to just be able to come at them with Eli full force. They were trying to get rid of the ball quickly, get the ball into the – Evan Ingram's hands, get the ball into – uh, Barkley's hands and 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 try to get it out of Eli's hands before he lost his head.
1: Uh, absolutely, and that's why I'm not worried about them going forward. And actually, if you look at the last couple games that the Cowboys have played against Eli, they actually haven't got to him as much it's the as they think. Yeah, I mean, they they yeah. know they know what they they
0: got in their offensive line, and, and they act accordingly. You know, and they it's gotten a little bit better, and I think that may inc- increase the amount of time that they allow Eli in the pocket. But they they understand what their game is. Their game is it's a short passing game. They're trying to right, get the and, ball out quick, and they're not trying to have Eli stand back there and scan the field. Yeah, That's not and, what they're and,
1: doing. And to the Giants' credit, they've also you know they put some assets and resources into that offensive line. Right? We Nate oh, Solar's yeah. not a great tackle, but he's better than what they've had. Better than Eric Flowers, of course. Uh, Kevin Zeitler is a pro bowl guard. So it's not this Giants' offensive line isn't the same Gi- Giants' offensive line that you might remember from. I don't know, what, 2016, 2017. It's an improved unit. Uh, I expect the Cowboys next week against Washington to have much more success uh, without Trent Williams and Mm. with some of those guys they have in there. Uh, It should be interesting. Uh, Before we go, Landon, who was your biggest winner from week one? Uh, For me, it was Kellen Moore just because we saw. It was everything we could have imagined. Who was your big winner from week one? Well, if if
0: you're going to say Kellen Moore, which is obvious, i I in the Of course, hats off to him. I'm going to say the guy whose name has not been thrown around here enough with all the congratulations and everything. And I know you're going to hate this, but Jason Garrett, because for all the talk all (laughs) off season long that Jason Garrett couldn't coach a team that would uh, be aggressive, or he would never let you know some uh, somebody come in here and and change the scheme, change the way that this offense works, or that Jason Garrett's system is too oppressive to you know allow for any kind of creativity, I present to
1: you week one. Yeah, I mean, hey, hats off to Jason Garrett. I'm going to give credit to where, you know, it's deserved. I, I, I thought the game plan was good. Obviously, the team was fired up. Uh, prepared, it, 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 you know. Yeah, very they, prepared. They, they were prepared. And, listen, there's there was a chance yesterday after the Giants went down the field on a 95-play drive at Dallas that, you know, the team could have said, oh, man, it's just not our day. Here we go but, again. Here we go again. Bounce back, put 35 points up on the Giants in an easy win. Uh, Enjoy your Victory Monday, fans. That was a a lot of fun. Next week, we have the the Redskins. And if they can win this game against Washington, you put Washington at 0-2 starting the season, 0-2 in the division. I don't want to say you buried the Redskins already, but you basically put them in a, a pretty tough spot. You have Miami the following week. Cowboys could be off to a nice little start here. You just had to take care of business in week one. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Leighton at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.